0: Love Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 Yakuza kick, radio. Yakuza kick, radio. Yakuza kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer Matt Sremont. And that there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. And you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together like my nuts. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Shagusa Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Shagusa Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas. Beat bananas bananas. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby fine and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh. I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent. Spirit is drag in of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga a point of a All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but now look at that doc, you only Fuck that, Brad G bullshit, <laughs> man <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen For the introduction Hosted by J. Cat Morris You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza Kick, Kick Radio Well, uh I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. Oh, shit. What's going on? Jacuzzi Kick Radio back at you again for another one. Uh, I, I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been definitely a crazy couple weeks. Um, not even sure if it's been two, three, whatever the fuck. Uh occasionally, uh, people hit me up, hey, when you doing another show, and I appreciate that shit, because, you know, when, when you get in the habit of not doing shit, it, it definitely becomes comfortable, um, I, I always like talking my shit, so, um, I'll always have the urge to be doing this shit, but, uh, yeah, you know, shit's been wild, you know, I don't have a lot of free time, and, uh, you know, what I have, I gotta, you know, put it in the appropriate places, so, this doesn't come up as much as it could, but, uh, Anyway, let's get at some shit. Uh, man, Shaheen uh, got at me with some topics, and uh, let's let's just roll through them as they are here. Cause I mean, most of this is stuff I wanted to talk about anyway, and uh, we'll just we'll just go in this order. Uh, Snoop owns Death Row now. That's that's some wild shit to hear, right? Um, it's you know, on one end you go like Death Row is really a dead label anyway. Like who gives a fuck about Death Row? Um, you know, if it was in the middle of what it, was, what it was, obviously, that would be a huge transition, but I think at this point, it's almost like memorabilia, what yeah, I mean, it's like almost a fuck you, and, and a little bit of just like, yeah, I own that shit now, because, you know, Snoop did some shit with Death Row, but also, like, he had to break away from them, because they wanted him to stay on that street shit, even after he was getting money, and, you know, he almost caught that fucking murder charge, and all that other shit, so you know, you got to, you know, prioritize there. And if you're able to make that type of money, and obviously Snoop Dogg is a bigger brand as a whole than Death Row ever has been. And that wasn't always the case, you know, when Death Row first, you know, came out, that was the shit. And you know, you you couldn't just say Snoop as, as a solo artist was bigger than Death Row, but it's unquestionable now. So now it's, you know, Came full circle, more or less. Um, Janella gets a six pack. Uh, yeah, man, Joey got in fucking shape, and I'm I'm really happy to see that shit. I'm I'm proud of dude. You know what I mean? I, I really um, saw that that type of potential in Joey always. I, I knew he he could achieve that shit, and um, you know just excel, you know, to the highest of extent, reach his full potential. And his potential, I think, sky's the limit for a guy like him. His charisma through the roof always has been. You know, he may not be, like, the best wrestler on the planet. And that's not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying, like, he's one of those guys can do a lot of things really well. That's why I always made the Trent acid comparison with him because that was Trent, too. You know, Trent wasn't the most crisp, perfect wrestler in the world as far as his actual execution was some of his shit was yeah his moonsault was kind of fucked up you know what i mean <laughs> but um you know that that was just how he worked but his shit like as a total package he came together to be one of the most valuable people on any roster and to me that's that's the role that Janella fills um he kind of you know blends in with the crowd if he doesn't push himself to me you know that that's just how i see it a lot of times um what he was doing early on was taking the biggest risk on the card and, you know, he would jump out because of that. But as soon as you stopped doing that and you became just like an average wrestler, it's, to me, it's not even fair to yourself because his potential is being that fucking star, being that top guy. And um, I, I feel like he painted himself into a corner on a lot of fronts and then just, you know, got lazy with, with the physique and just partying and doing whatever. But, um, but no, man, I, I can't be happier to to see him doing what he's doing and crushing it. Um I watched the match he had against uh Drew Wagner. That was that was a wild match. It went on a good stretch, uh they really played up with the crowd and um, you know, played a whole heel face, you know, disrespect to each other and then, you know, really went in. So, um yeah, I thought that was good. You know, he played like fucking crazy too on that match. But um But yeah, that was a wild match. Um so yeah, I think that's all I had with Janela. Um, Gage's promos constantly deleted. Yeah, and this is the, the next thing is the Hammerstein show. So I guess we'll just tie this all in and talk about Gage a bit. Um, you know, this is the thing is, you know, Gage came back at this Hammerstein show at the end, which I um, I I would just say overall, like I wasn't a fan of the show because, and I watched. I was watching that, I think, after the football game, and um, I don't know, like, to me, I, it wasn't really uh my thing, you know what I mean, but I, I've said time and time again, like, I'm not into this shit anymore, I'm not I'm not a diehard wrestling fan, and if that fucking building packed with people were thrilled and popping and, and loving every bit of it, don't change a fucking thing, don't worry about what the fuck I think, you know what I mean, but... To me, it just it wasn't special to me, you know, Um, to the people in the building, it, it damn sure was. And, you know, to some other people, it definitely was. So, again, no, no big fucking loss, but it just didn't grab my attention where I'm like, this is some fucking historic shit, you know, like, yeah, mo- monumental as far as the venue and packing the venue the way they did and the, the crowd reaction. And again, on all levels of success, they did nothing wrong. But for me, like, you know, like I, I'm used to like those old cage of deaths, those old, um, you know, even like a best of the best show, you know, that just like special aura to me where the matches are something I would say, hey, go back and watch this match. And because I, I saw a good handful of those matches and none of them really blew my fucking mind where I was like, wow, that that's that shit right there, like. You know, especially... That main event was fucking garbage. I don't care what you say. That's that's not just preference as far as, you know, um, what I'm into and what I'm not into. I mean, you're talking about Nick fucking Gage and Matt Tremont versus the Briscoe brothers. And that shit was, like, fast, man. I don't think boot, um, Gage had a boot scrape there in that match. You know what I mean? So, like, a Gage match, a Briscoe's title match where they lose the straps... And the fucking opposing team doesn't hit every one of their fucking moves to win it. What? Like that doesn't that's that's not a good look to me. The Briscoes are, are probably the best tag team in all of wrestling. So if you're beating them without hitting them with everything you got, you're not doing them a fucking service at all. You're not as they say, keeping them strong, you know? Not that they need G C. W to uh, you know, build anything for them at this point, but it's just not a good look. Like, I don't understand why you would do that. Um, other than the fact that, you know, clearly one of the guys in the match really probably shouldn't have been in the fucking match. Um, Gage came back looking fat as shit. Um, now, here's the thing. You know, um, I've heard people say, like, you know, well, you know, sometimes during recovery, that's that's what happens. Like, he was he was way thin. And now, all of a sudden, he came back, and look at him, he's, he's fat now. So, like is that because he's recovering? And, and, and I would love for that to be the case. And I still hope that's the case because I think we'll get into the contracting too, but I think that's part of that plan. It has to be part of that plan. I, I, you know, to a certain extent, I believe that most people around him, even the people who were no good from throughout hope the shit gets better. They would have to at this point, anyone who's, has half a fucking brain would know it's best for business if things go well for Gage, you know? So it doesn't really tie that hard into morals. It's just, even just business wise, like, yeah, they're, they're close and this and that, but yeah, a lot of that shit was facilitated along the way. Uh, You know, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well clearly he, he, that's his boy. Like, I'm not trying to hear none of that dumb shit, but even business wise, everything about Gage being healthy benefits everybody. You know, it, clearly benefits gauge it benefits gcw It benefits any one of his fans or actual friends or, or whatever the case is because you get more nick gauge and you're not going to have to be at a, a tribute show you know that's that's the preferred route um but although i'd love to feel that that was the case going into this weight gain and this and that two days before he was cutting cameo promos that he couldn't have looked more fucked up. He was way, way out of it, fucking talking all this shit, repeating the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over, fucking uh, the fucking Tickle Me Elmo gauge, you know, where you squeeze him and he has like five phrases and you just fucking scroll through them all, just keep squeezing the motherfucker, and then the promo's over, he went through all of them. You know, it's... It's pathetic bullshit now. There's no actual um, that his his old aggression hasn't been there for a long time, and um, his his uh, his promo ability. And I'm not saying like dude was ever you know Rick Flair, but in the same token, he still was able to address his opponent. He was able to talk about shit like it was wrestling it wasn't like this fucking acceptance speech every time where it's like, and thank you guys. And it wouldn't be because of you. I, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this shit. And it's like, all right, man, I got it. Can you talk about the fucking match? Can you, can you, can you fucking help me believe the shit that we're watching here? Can you go back to talking about killing the guy in the ring? You know, and everybody gets a shout out. Like, ah, man, it's, it's just it's real fucking repetitive and it sounds really fucking stupid. There there's no way to work around that, you know. I, I I was the biggest Gage fan, so like to me, I I don't have to like look for like, oh how how could we reinvent Gage where like he would be, you know this this new shit is just ridiculous. But beyond all of that, clearly he, he's just he's not a right. Now, now, what I had heard was that he he checked out of rehab early and and bailed on it, and that was the reason he wasn't back in GCW. And and supposedly the stipulation was he can't come back unless he finishes. Now, I mean that I believe that that sounds accurate to you know what we're seeing the finished product that we're seeing, or at least the current product that we're seeing out of Gage. Maybe not finished, hopefully not, um, but. You know, that's the, it, to me it speaks to this guy is not okay and whatever they were trying to do ain't fucking working. So that makes sense until he shows up with the show. And honestly, like, I'm watching this shit as soon as I saw Tremont come out and I'm like, fuck. Because I already knew, like, it, it's going to be Gage as his partner. And the music hit and the fucking crowd goes nuts. And I'm like, I just immediately felt sad and shit. I was like, this motherfucker just gave in and just brought him back any fucking way so now um the next i think two shows or whatever at least if not three four i don't know cuz they seems like they ran a lot of shows since then and i'm not like all over it but i've i've caught bits and pieces of some of these shows and um it doesn't look like Gage has been on any of these shows after the Hammerstein show i could be wrong again i'm not all over this shit so i don't i can't tell you like every single match or show or whatever but it didn't look like they had him on those shows and then there was the um, uh, announcement that he signed a, the first ever and probably last ever GCW contract and this and that and for his health and his well-being and his this and that. And so he ha- he can make more money and not have to do so many bookings. But mm, first off, um, first – First and foremost, I believe this contract is structured to – I have no details on the contract. I have no inner inside information. None of the people involved like me. So it's, it's all good. But um, the uh, I believe this contract is structured to try to save Nick Cage, to try to help Nick Cage. I, I 100% believe that. And now, you you know, you could tie that to for personal reasons, for business reasons, for whatever the fuck it is. But I do believe that's the intention of this contract, not just to, like – because he deserves to get paid and everything's great. Like, no, it, it's some sort of incentive-based contract to make sure that he gets right. And I, it, I'm sure there's it, um, stipulations in the contract that if he completely fails, you know, it doesn't work out or whatever the case. But um, so that's number one. But, but the other thing where you say, like, oh, he doesn't have to do too many. He wasn't doing that many bookings. Like, we, we're not going to pretend like that was part of the problem, like he was overworked and doing too many bookings, because cause I really don't think he was. He was – the majority of what he was working was GCW. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't know that he was making the rounds that heavy that, you know, that was that was what was causing or whatever. But, again, whatever the game plan is that has some um, mindset of trying to get him right, I'm all for, man. I – I hope he bounces back. He's he, and he winds up healthy and clean because I just I would just love to see that. You know, as far as like my favorite wrestlers ever, like Gage is in that fucking top couple list. Because I don't have like this this long reigning love affair with wrestling to the point where like oh no that's my guy. Like over time, like people's reputations have been tarnished. I've I've matured and I'm not that like. Yeah, I mean, crazy about this cat or that cat, or they said it was some old wild shit down the road. Like, when I was a kid, I was a diehard Ultimate Warrior fan. Okay, well, you know, I mean, he was great, and he, his energy was awesome, and his promos were off the fucking chain. And even some of the shit he was talking afterwards when he was doing the, um, the, the fitness shit where he was yelling at the fucking guys, Sleeping fucking beauty, like that shit, that's hilarious shit to me, I loved it. You know, but like, he, he was a wild fucking on the politics shit, he was a weirdo that way, and you know, he said some old wild shit here and there that, you know, you really can't stand behind, so it's not like, you know, that would be my guy, and again, you know, as I matured too and saw the better wrestling, he wasn't like the best wrestler to me ever, of course, you know, he was just the one I latched onto as as a kid. So shit like that, like, as I as I matured and I went through, like, what do I actually like, and what I've settled on as an adult is I like aggression. I like the fucking intensity. Um, and especially like on the indie level, I mean, the, the intense guys were Nick gauge were your low keys were, you know, those were the guys that, that I liked because, you know, their aggression, their, their intensity was top notch. So, I mean, I, you know, that's, that's what drew me to gauge. And uh, I, I would always root for that guy because he he does fall into that category for me. So regardless of, you know, who he's hanging with or who he's talking to or what he's looking like or what kind of clown shit he's doing with this fucking cameo. And, you know, and like Shaheen says, you know, it seems like this dude will put up some kind of fucking uh, Instagram or whatever. And then the shit shit will get taken down like soon after, like he'll, he'll take that shit down. So I feel like people are going to add, that doesn't look so good, man. Take that shit down, like, you know, all the time. So I don't know. I I can only hope for the best, but it it doesn't, at at the time, right now, like at the moment, it doesn't look good. But again, maybe this contract is the the start of a great thing that the wheels are starting to turn on. It's all I hope for. So, but, um, uh, let me see. Uh. Uh, yeah, the Hammerstein, you know, thing, like I said, wasn't really for me. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I pretty much covered that already. Wasn't for me, but wasn't anything wrong with it as far as, uh, you know, what it was because the fans loved it. Um, where is uh, – I think he said something else about that. Oh, um, Jarrett and X-Pac joining the GCW roster. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like I, – I think – as far as, like, a Jeff Jarrett involvement, as far as an X-Pac involvement, I, I think that that's fine. Like, to me, it's it's not... Like, it's one thing, if you put Jeff Jarrett in the main event, or you gave him the title, and then surrounded, like, the company, the company was all about him, I would say that's a bad look. But I think when you put a mid-card, and you have him, you know, worn with Effie or whatever, then fuck it. Like, who cares? Like, I, I personally, I don't give a shit what Effie does. Um, I think he's tremendously overrated. Um, so, if he's got a program with Jeff Jarrett. I didn't give a fuck about Effie's program anyway, and now you have a known star on his fucking match. So, it'll draw attention to his match from somebody. Um, you know. So, it, as long as you keep him in that kind of box, then I, I think that's fine. Um, X-Pac, I mean, the the Joey match to me was weird because they had such a big feud built off of that whole angle with the girlfriend and everything, and I thought it had everything it needed. Like, and then it became like a, a spring break, like the the what do they call that? Uh, Jerk off extravaganza. I don't know what the fuck it's called. The uh, spring spring break off match. The, you know the, the fucking battle royal they have. Um, I really don't remember the name of it. I'm not trying to just be funny. I really have no idea what the clusterfuck isn't that what it is? Yeah. Um, See, I wasn't that far off It's called the jerk-off match And I'm like, man, I'm being harsh And I'm like, no, no, it's fucking seriously It's called the clusterfuck so, um, But that's what it kind of turned into Where it was just like, wh- who's going to come out next? And it's like, what? But didn't this guy have a problem with this guy? And then the fucking girlfriend involved And shit, you just wore out Like, you just and, and the two of them are as talented as you need to be. Like, they could just put on a fucking absolute classic in the Hammerstein ballroom, but we got all this cameo shit in here. I don't know. It, to me, like, I think that's a waste of, of something that they already built. These two guys were completely capable of pulling off the match that it should have been to, to, to send it home. And, I mean, maybe this isn't the final match between them, but I, I still think Hammerstein is the, is the place to, to blow that off. Even if it was just, like, the short build and then, you know, executing on Hammerstein, I still think it's worth putting on everything you got, you know, instead of, like, the, you know, the interference left and right or whatever. I, that, that's just me. Um, and Xbox at this point, like, eh, it's a cameo in this and that, and I know Xbox a legend as far as, like, the cruiserweights and, you know, what he did back in the day, light heavyweight title, and the, even, like, the... um stuff, and the, uh, you know, a one, two, three kid going back with fucking Scott Hall in the ladder match, and I mean, the dude's absolutely a legend off of the shit, he's made himself a legend and a goofball in a lot of people's eyes, you know, when you look at the shit he's put out there, and the shit he's accomplished in the ring, it's a balance of the two, you know, and uh, he seems to be doing it right now, I guess seems to, and, um, you know, again, it's, it's cool, another known guy to be in in the mix, in the show, Again, he's not going to be your main event. I don't think he should be, at least. Um, But involved in some capacity, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, give him an occasional main event and let him step up to whoever your champion is at the moment. Um, Mox, right? Isn't it Mox? But did he lose to some? Yeah, Mox. Um, You know, you, you have him up against Mox or something. You know, pull off one of those and... And then, you know, bump them back back down to mid-card and have them work some different guys or work some scrambles or whatever the fuck. I don't see a problem with it, you know. I just don't like, you know, the shindy formula is to just take, like, whatever TV name and put them up top of the card. And it doesn't matter, like, you can get guys that are that are right or you can get guys that work their ass off but like it's still not like really your guy like it's just the tv name that you're using i get to sell tickets with it but like if you can establish that company that has your own fucking guys and be unapologetic about this is our fucking guy and he's as good as any tv guy you got you know obviously mox was a tv guy and all that but this is becoming it's evolving so much more that these guys that are on your main events will be on other people's main events that are on TV, whether it be the AEW or the NXTs or the, you know, TNAs or whatever the fuck, um, because that, that's what it's become, is there's a pretty, it's pretty streamlined between the indies and the TV products. So I think it's, it's great to be proud of your champions now, proud of your, your roster and continue to just push them and have them show up on the big dance you could pull people that used to be on the big dance. What does that, what does that do? You know, again, I think it adds to your show overall. If you find a way to weave them in where it doesn't really, you know, knock anybody out of a spot, which I, I pretty much think they're doing again. I, I disagreed with everything that went on in the Joey match with the interference and all that, but I still think there's other spots where that's not a bad thing. Um, He's got a couple questions in here. I, I don't really know how to answer. Uh, I'm going to go over those. Um, potential reward war three starting. I don't really know what that is. I'm sure there's crazy shit in the world. I try to not focus on a fucking thing, but what I have in front of me, because, you know, shit's going to, you know, you're going to deal with stuff and see stuff, but on the news, but that shit doesn't reach me. I, I got to keep it pushing, man. Um... Have gangs taken over in New Jersey like they did in Philly and NYC. Again, I don't know because um, I know they got a lot of shit going on in, you know, the cities. But I stay the fuck out of there, man. I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't trying to fuck around in those cities and slums and this and this. I'm I'm between here and work. And there ain't no fucking gangs in my house. (laughs) You know? I ain't got to be one of these motherfucking (laughs) gang-affiliated gauge fans and shit. You know what I mean? I'm a. I got a a blue squad and a, and a gray squad. I feed in the morning. That's the squirrels and and blue jays. I throw them peanuts. So those are the that's the colors I deal with in the morning. Um. You know, I mean it, it's it's crazy everywhere. Everything I think is escalated at this point when it comes to cities and and the violence and and what's gone down as far as you know people forming gangs and and. All that shit is as an all-time high. It's got to be. I don't know stats, but I could be completely wrong because I didn't check a fucking thing on that. But um, I think everything's at an all-time high because the, the anger has gotten ramped up in this country tremendously. Dude, that fucking orange motherfucker. This shit got crazy. Um... The Island Boys' home gets raided for suspect of killing an eight-year-old child. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even hear about that. But I've had, like, like these, like, daydream kind of things where, like, I could picture myself brutally killing the two of those with my bare hands, like, at the same time. And, like, I have no intention to, like, go and ever even see these cats I don't know what it is about them that makes me want to just grab their fucking braids and, and pound them together between their two heads. I, I don't know. Something about them just makes me want to see them perish, but I'm not in that type of business, you know what I mean? So, it's just like a, one of those things. Like, you, you know, you drift off and you, you believe, like, oh, I'm living on an island and drinking out of a coconut on a beach. Like, you're not going to do that. You have no plans on buying a beach or... I don't know who's bringing me a fucking coconut. What the fuck am I even putting in there? I don't... You know, but it's just shit that just, like, passes through your mind, you know? Something about those fucking kids, I just... I despise them. They're, uh, complete garbage. And, I mean, if it turns out that they... One of them killed an eight-year-old or something, I mean... Confirmed fucking vibe that I just felt off that, huh? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um... uh, I can't stand those stocks. Um, Kanye craziness update. Um, the last I heard, this motherfucker said, "If let me let me find where the fuck I sent." Um, I thought I sent it. Huh. Let me see. I know I sent this to somebody, like multiple people with Kanye's bullshit. Oh, yeah, I got to talk about that stupid-ass show. Um, that's the problem. It's like, you'll go to look at a message and she would be like, oh, I didn't send it on this, I sent it on that. It's like... Fuck y'all up. Where is the shit? Mm-mm. Yeah, Kanye, like, he's just on some wild shit. Well, apparently, Billie Eilish said, um, she stopped her show for, like, a, um, somebody had asthma to give it a, them an inhaler and shit, and, uh, she was like, uh, yeah, at least I stopped my show, not like, uh, who's the dude? I'm telling, like, a terrible version of the story, because I don't even remember the fuck the, the dude is that, uh, I don't want to say the wrong fucking name. Tory Lanez, maybe? I think. Somebody. Again, I I don't even fucking remember, but I think that concert where people got trampled and he didn't stop fucking singing, and you could, like, clearly hear them saying, telling him to stop fucking singing, and then he's gonna pretend, like, he never heard that shit, and motherfuckers got trampled and died and shit like this. So she was making, like, fucking some shit like that. Yeah, like, I would stop my fucking concert, isn't it? Now, Kanye is threatening to cancel Coachella if... She doesn't apologize to the dude. You know what I mean? Like this is a stupid shit he's on. Like, ah, it's just fucking, just weirdo shit, man. Like, I can't stand that dude either. You know? At least Kanye's got talent. You know? I mean, it, that guy's got some, yeah. you know, legitimate production talent. He ain't got no rhyme talent anymore. I mean, it's, that. Those days are past. That. I don't even want to get into that fucking song again. Um, CZW still scouting, yeah. They're they're, they're ridiculous. That whole CZW scouting combine nonsense is, is real, real heavy garbage. Like, I don't know. I, I'm on the verge of watching one of their shows. I was getting very close, like last week or a week before. And I had no avenue to watch them. And then I found an avenue to watch them. And now I have to build that same urge back up because it's gone. So, um, you know, that's that's going to be a task, you know. But once I do, I'll give you a full review on it. Uh, maybe we'll get Sozy on here. We'll do our, uh, our big shit talk and recap. Um, but... It's just weird because it's not the same roster. It's not anything the same at all. It's 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 Dojo Wars, but it's CZW, you know. And they're they're like starting from the bottom up type shit. It's, it's real weird. It's real weird to take a company that that established and then like start from scratch and then pretend like it's still the same. Like it's it's a real heavy gaslighting. But um, <laughs> like. I'm telling you, it's not weird. It's the same, but different. And we're going to do it and revolutionize the history of the... Get the fuck out of it. What are you talking about, bro? This is crazy. And then, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that at some point. Uh, Joe Rogan and the N-word comments. Um, that, I mean, I think he was kind of... I think he was kind of... Uh, Framed, like, I don't want to say framed, but that's like they just took a bunch of times where, like, the word came out of his mouth in any context. Like, he could say, they called him uh, such and such, and he attacked him for it. And I'm glad he attacked him for it. But they're pulling the part where he said the word out of the context of that and then just pasting it next to another time where he said it out of the context of that you know what I mean and then putting them all together and it just sounds like he's saying that shit like like rapid fire you know what I mean that that that's crazy that that's not accurate you know like that's I don't think Joe Rogan's a racist I, I don't that's what I the thing with this racism is you can't fucking tell people that they're racist. They have to actually have hatred for a race. Like, I just think where we're determining people are racist, I don't think that's for us to fucking decide. If they actually have hate in their heart for another person because of their color, I feel that makes them a racist. To have to like tap dance and worry about if I say this, they're gonna think this, and if I say that, then this and this, and then it just becomes the fucking the the fucking truth. Where like, yeah, they're racist because I heard them say that. It's like, oh, they have they have a racist daughter. You know, uh, uh, they have a, a half black daughter, but they're racist. You know, they have a a black wife, but they're racist. They have, you know what I mean? Like you just keep going down the road. But I heard them say that, so none of the shit that they do in real life matters, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I don't, I don't really go with that. I think Joe Rogan's ridiculous on a lot of fucking levels. A lot of the stupid shit he's on with the research and the all the, the anti-vax and all that—that's all ridiculous shit to me and is his good friend fucking Aaron Rodgers go fuck themselves. You know what I mean? I don't care about any of that. I'm not backing this guy like, yo, he he's the guy. You can't say that shit about it. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he's fucking racist. So I don't think you could just put him in that box because you decided that he belongs in there because you found him saying a word on his podcast and you, you spliced it together and now it sounds like he's really fucking racist. Like, that's not that's not the thing. It's not Michael Richards yelling his shit and the fucking laughing. That sounds fucking racist to me because that motherfucker is yelling at a black dude that he ain't shit because he's a you know what I mean that's the shit where you can go he's racist because clearly he's he's saying because this guy is this, you can't take him seriously. That statement in itself is racist because you can feel the hatred in his heart. You could feel the the lack of respect for what he's talking about in his statement in in full context you don't have to clip that anyway you could just go what he just did as a whole was racist not like yo I heard him singing a Jay Z song in his car that motherfucker's racist because that's we're we're putting all this shit in the same box now and to me it's not right I, I don't think I don't think we should just fucking consider it all the same because it's not There's actually real racism going on out there. Like, there's people saying now, oh, they renamed the Redskins the Commanders, and those are the people that killed the Redskins, so if you don't shut the fuck up. We had to change a fucking team that, a team's name that was as old as it fucking was, again, no research, but as old as it was, with a lot of fucking years, because it was so offensive. And now, like, we're immediately looking, how could the next one be offensive, too? You know, it's it's really ridiculous because, again, no one ever named like the, uh, the the team, the Seattle pieces of shit. And I would argue they should have, especially in Seattle's case. But they don't they don't say that you're going to call your team the name of something mighty and proud and strong. And, you know, what I mean, it's not the New York knuckleheads. You know, they 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 had pride in what they were talking about. You know, even if they play like New York Knuckleheads, they, they didn't call them that. They called them Giants. They called them Jets, which is a you know a, a grand way of travel. You know, they, they didn't say like ah the, the fucking uh, the New York shitboxes. You know the yeah you know, the, the the New York beater cars. They didn't they didn't call that shit. You know the the New York lemons like. So clearly they weren't looking to name that as an offensive thing to begin with. We've just later on determined that it was offensive, and now it can't be. And then when they rename that, oh, I don't know about that one either. Like, let's fucking cut it out. Before the Lions become offensive to the Zebras, let's just fucking cut it out already. It, it wasn't meant to be offensive, and I think that's that's what I think should be focused on. Is, is actual um, intent. But, you know, or do whatever. Just just do whatever. Make everything offensive. We'll all fucking hide from it. And um, you can just keep yelling and shit. And everybody will have to change everything until we all die off, and then the next generation can maybe fix the shit. Maybe somewhere down the line, but we're, we're starting to train the kids like this is the way of life. So I think we're just never coming back at this point. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the actual racists are going to go away because, like, the people that were around when it was okay to just be blatantly, blatantly racist, although, you know, Trump brought it back a little bit. But, um, you know, back in the 70s and 60s and, you know, the people that were alive in those times are going to be dying off. And... As they do we're just going to create new versions of racism where it's like hearsay racism you know it'll still be very strong but it'll be done in in a, in a more subtle way and I hope that translates to the actual racism I hope because I don't think there's just the same thing but if it translates to the actual racism where um, the um, the offenses are are way less aggressive um, It becomes less deadly. It becomes more just hurting feelings. That would be fantastic. Because if we can cut down deaths and just knock it down to hurting feelings, I'm pretty sure we'll be all right. You know? Maybe get some more therapists rolling and shit. But outside of that, like, I I think we're good because everybody gets to live. That would be fantastic. I mean, you know, in a perfect world, I guess, or some alternate situation that we seem to be creating and I think over time of the actual like I said, bigot bigots motherfuckers who've been in fucking clanhood and shit like that the people are going to die off, that shit ain't going to be alright like 30 years from now anywhere like fucking anywhere they think, be alright um Whoopi Goldberg saying the Holocaust wasn't based on race she's an idiot, I mean that's all there is to it, I mean People say stupid shit all the time because a lot of these people are given too much airtime to say what the fuck they want. They don't got shit to say. Just babble and babble and babble and babble. Whoopi was never a great comedian, and she's an idiot. So she said some stupid shit. Now, anybody who watches The View is, is fucking retarded, so I don't really... I can't imagine, because it just sounds like, like when I go into my chicken pen, and I start throwing mealworms around, they get all, like, riled the fuck up, that's, that's kind of what it sounds like, you know, it, it's just like, I, I, I can't, I can't fucking Muslims out that shit, so, um, Brian Kendrick gets fired from AEW for conspiracies, uh, Oh, uh, he said something like, the Holocaust was overblown and like conspiracy theory shit. That the Red Cross said it was only 250,000 Jews that were killed and like he shared that shit or something. I mean, it's, you know, again, dumb shit. If you get too much fucking airtime, you say some old stupid shit. And at the cost of your fucking future employment, then that's what you got. I don't like the cancel culture, but in the same token, it's game on now. So now you got to look back and just be like, well, this this is what the fuck goes down. And And especially if you're on an entertainment product where you're going to be on television and they're going to be screaming... Because these entertainment companies, they're pandering. That's what they're doing. Like you can call it genuine. You can call it, oh, everything's better now, and this is a new world that's way friendlier. And that. no, but they're pandering. They, it's like, it's like cheap plug shit. It's like the same thing. Like when when a wrestler walks out and goes, oh yeah, you people in New York, it's so great to be here. What's even better is leaving because you people stink. You know, like that. Just you just you're playing to your crowd. Like CZW. CZW was fucking canceled because DJ had fucking all bridges burned with being a creep with the chicks and all of this. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, we need like I don't know, 15 guys on the roster that are black. That'll, that'll work out. And then we're going to push the culture real heavy. And it's like, yo, I'm all for more black wrestlers being involved in, and and getting spots. Talented black wrestlers, of course, because, you know, that's what, to me, it always comes down to talent. Not just put more of anything anywhere, but absolute talent. And from what I've heard, these guys are pretty good. Which, again, I will go over a show, and I'll, I'll fucking, I'll tell you how I feel about every bit of it. But when it's such a clear, fucking, and obvious, like, shift. He's standing behind something, you know? And to me, it's really fucking obvious. It's been obvious to a lot of people that I point the same shit out to me. Um, But, DJ, that's it's just they're pandering. And if they're pandering hard, they can't let you make them hypocrites. You know? They'll find ways to be hypocrites on their own, but if one person on the roster would foil their whole fucking plan, would would make them look like fools on their, their quote-unquote stance, then you're gone. Like, it's as simple as that, especially like a Brian Kendrick. Come on, man, you're out. You know? So. That's what it is. Um... Uh, Keaton gave me some questions. His questions are this: uh, Super Bowl prediction. So let's just get her first off. Back Niners game, fucking heartbreaker, man. Um, NFC Championship game. We started off this season three and five. Our season was shot. Uh, it was. It was looking like, man. We'll see what happens next year. Hopefully, we do better. Uh, you know. And then we turned the fucking ship around and really played our ass off. I mean, we we beat Dallas at home. We beat Green Bay at home. We beat the Rams at home to finish the fucking season to get into the playoffs. And earlier in the season, we squashed the fucking Rams. We beat the Bengals this season. So... Both teams that are in the Super Bowl, we we are capable of beating because they did. Obviously, a lot of mistakes were made in that game. Uh, Jimmy made some of them. Um, But the defense really let up. The defense allowed the team to come back. And we consistently allowed that shit too often. I got to be proud of the team because to get to the NFC championship game after starting the season three and five shows a real no-quit fucking attitude. And to be able to be cheering for a team at the end of January, watching my team on TV my heart going fucking crazy, I'd way fucking rather that than our season ending and having no chance and watching every other team go through the playoffs and, and hope that they have a fucking chance, you know? To know that that Tom Brady was sitting at home while my team was still playing, to know that Aaron Rodgers was sitting home, and my team was still playing, you know all these teams that were considered to be the top fucking the top choices the 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 um the predicted favorites, Kyler Murray was sitting home, Russell Wilson was sitting home you know three out of the four teams in my division was sitting home. It feels good, you know. And we had some absolute stars emerge on our team. I mean, Debo turned himself into uh, an absolute phenom this year. We got some big fucking money contracts to pay out this, this coming season. Debo's one of them. You know, Jimmy is going to be gone. And a lot of that has to happen, especially because they need to pay Debo. They need to pay Boza. Um, Lakin Tomlinson should be a priority. He's, a, he's one of our linemen. And um, we should really be able to get him back, or we should really try to get him back, because he did a great job protecting um, Jimmy back there for a long time. And, and, I mean, our run game was top-notch for a while, and, you know, you can't start removing offensive linemen and expect to have the same running game. So, especially guys who who did as well as he did. But teams are going to be willing to pay him, so I guess we'll see how it uh, it turns out um, there is another, you know, the other rumor is uh, Brady, Brady coming out of retirement, want to play for the Niners. I would fucking take him in a heartbeat. And honestly, if you're a motherfucker that says if you're a Niner fan or if you're a supposed Niner fan and you say we don't want Brady because I've seen so many of these fucking idiots on the uh, the Niner fan pages and shit, um, if you think if you don't want Brady on the 49ers as a fan of the 49ers, you should have been aborted. You know what I mean? And your mom ain't shitting either because she's the one that took the shit to term, So she ain't shitting either. Every one of you, if your stance is we don't want Brady on our team, you should have been aborted. And, and I'd like you to call your mother and tell her that that's, that that's the case. I'd like you to call her and just be like, yo, why didn't you do it? Why do I got to be alive with these dumbass thoughts in my head that I put on the internet all the time? That's the discussion you should have with her like every mother's day, like why are we even talking about anything right now? Like why why did I have to buy you flowers? I shouldn't have been here. Because I just posted some stupid ass shit online, like a, a guy that won 7 fucking championships in his fucking career. 7 he he won 7 championships and 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 his last season he led the league in passing yards but but I don't want him on my team like he went to 10 Super Bowls he won 7 but I just don't want him that's the type of shit that comes you know that's I I Tell people that shit online, so why why am I buying you Mother's Day presents when you did so wrong in allowing this to happen? You should have yearly discussions with your mother if that's the type of shit you're putting online. Go fuck yourself. Um so that's that's that. Um let's get down to what it actually is. It is the Bengals and it is the fucking Rams. Um, I hate the fucking Rams, so I know I'm biased in saying this, but I, I'm 100% rooting for the Bengals, and I, and I do believe that they can win this game. I believe they can win this game. Joe Burrow's on fire. Jamar Chase is, is a fucking monster. Um, they are they're playing some really good football. They're playing that underdog football, and Rams, to me, have never found their fucking way. And it's been like this for years. They blame Goff, and I understand Stafford is an absolute upgrade. Um, but they have never found a chemistry because they keep just bringing in all-stars and burning their future as far as draft picks. So there's no one that's really come up in the system that's really I, – I don't know. They, they don't seem to have this, this gel and this connection together. They just have a shitload of star power. In some games it works out and some games it doesn't. But most of the times when it doesn't is when a team that gels really well plays them, they come apart. And right now the Bengals are gelling well. You know? Um that franchise could not be more hungry for a Super Bowl. Sure the Rams want to win. Stafford wants to win bad as fuck. I'm not saying any of these guys aren't gonna be playing their fucking heart out. But again, I, I, I go edge to the Bengals on this. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, then he asks, how am I been? How have I been? Uh, how are the cats? How are the chickens? Uh, well, I've been, I've been up and down, you know, um, I try to, I'm trying to start doing like the motivation stuff, the, uh, you know, workout tips and that type of thing. Doing little videos on Facebook, like, you know, once a week or so. And, uh, so I got to record some more of those. I plan on hopefully doing some more of those tomorrow. Uh, I'll get another one up and if I could record a couple of them, that'd be great. So I could just release them weekly rather than being like on the clock to do another one. Cause I hate, I hate the, once it puts pressure on me like that, I, I just wind up not doing it. Um, so I like to be able to like have a couple in the bank, which I should have did the first night, but I just wanted to get it rolling. And I got, I got the, at least the one out there. So, I'm glad people liked it. I got some pretty good feedback from that. And um Yeah. Um how are the cats? Well, I lost uh my last of my original crew Senshi, last week and that's you know, a huge blow. Uh that, that was uh that was a rough one. You know, he was sixteen and a half, seventeen. Um got him as a little baby. He could fit in the palm of my hand when I first got him. And um, he was the only kitten like that that I adopted. But at the time when I met him at the shelter, I, I never saw anything like him. He was like he had little little tiger stripes on him, but he was uh, he had like a, a like a light gray, and then had darker shades of gray, almost like a point, like a Siamese. And you know, he, he had the the bright blue eyes. But it wasn't quite like the the textbook Siamese coloring. He had a very different um, pattern and shading on him. So I wouldn't consider him just like a flat-out Siamese. I'd always say that he was a mix, if anything. His eyes crossed a little bit. He was just adorable. Um, and, you know, I took him home. He became Justice's best friend, which, you know, if anyone really knows, knows me. Justice was my best friend. Um, he's His name's tattooed on my, my one uh, arm. And uh that's my guy, and he um you know he kind of raised senshi, and senshi became like the sidekick to to justice he would he'd lay with him clean clean him play with him, wrestle him, they used to wrestle like crazy. I got a picture of him putting justice in an arm bar. I never seen that shit like that um but uh and uh you know he was just part of this house for all these years, and it's rough because you know now my new crew i have here you know they they've kind of you know replaced the the ogs as as we've gone but to see the last of that crew really go it's uh you know it's a sad thing it's it's a rough transition and um he was he was uh struggling for a bit um he tried to leave us a few months ago he's been dealing with pancreatitis for years and um uh some kidney failure and and you know different things we've been keeping him on meds and keeping him regulated. He's had thyroid condition for years. Um, so he's been on various different meds. Um, he tried to leave us a few months ago. Um, Nina did a lot bouncing him back with the fluids and the force feeding and got him back on track. This guy was, you know, he was, he was real thin, but he was jumping up on counters. He was, you know, come running on your lap and, you know, curl up and in his head off and, you know, even trying to play, and you know everything he was doing all his normal stuff, and then this uh this past week he really bottomed out, you know where uh he wasn't he wasn't responding to the treatment the way that he had and um it was it was time you know so we we had to put him to sleep, and you know that that's just it's just never easy, but it's part of the deal you know and and I take in a higher number of cats than the majority of people do but I make sure that I can handle what I take. And, um, you know, we've had cats that have had hip surgeries and, you know, we got cats on medication. My guys all eat top-notch cat food. You know, it's part of the family. You know, when you see the dynamic in this house, I say when you see like everybody's gonna be invited over soon, but I'm saying if you if you saw the dynamic in this house, you'd see, you know, it's a clean environment as far as like you don't walk in and smell like, oh my God, you have so many cats here, it's disgusting. It's It's a clean house. Um, unless they just hit the litter box, you don't smell like the litter boxes like you know like it's like it's uh neglected or anything like that and you could just kinda if you, you sit in the living room and just watch them and they play with each other and they lounge and hop up on the couch, hang out with you you know they're they're uh well well cared for um so it's family, and when you lose one of them, it's never ever easy. Yeah, so rest in peace, Senshi. He was a really, really sweet little boy. Uh, He was just never an aggressive cat whatsoever. Very, very peaceful. Uh, If anything, he he would get kind of dominated by anyone dominant in the house, so he was kind of everyone's bitch. But uh, we'd always make sure that he he wasn't, um, you know, in harm's way. If one of them got a little bit too riled up or anything like that, we would, you know, move them out into the other room that way yeah the more dominant ones could settle the fuck down and and then they'd be fine so but yeah he'll be missed for sure um and uh how's the chickens they're good you know they're still wrapped up uh the pen's still wrapped in plastic that'll be until may they haven't laid i think they've laid like one fucking egg all winter um, the pigeons are still laying eggs like fucking monsters, uh, I'm not letting them have babies, though, um, I have six now, I had eight pigeons, so I may let them have, like, another two come the spring, but it won't be until the spring, because I don't want them having, um, you know, newborns trying to survive when it's dropping cold at night and stuff, uh, with it wrapped in plastic, you know, the pen stays about 10 degrees warmer than the outside, but you know there's nights that it's in the teens, so that means it still brings it to the twenties in there, or uh you know it's it's in the the thirties out there, so it still you know brings it uh to low temperatures, so I don't wanna risk anything like that. We were really successful last year when we allowed them to have a few babies, and um they're they're doing good, so um you know they're they're full of fucking birds now, so. It's, uh, yeah, if anything, that would be the time for that. Um, I, man, this morning I fucking walked out there and felt that little bit of warmth and I just was like, man, I want to start tearing this fucking yard up. I want to start kicking fucking ass back here and making this shit beautiful. Cause I, I cannot fucking wait for spring to kick in and be able to like pick up where I left off and eat top what I did with the garden last year. Make it that much more of an oasis back there. I know, like, I've seen some things that work and seen some things that haven't, so I could double down on the shit that works. Shit's going to be wild. It's going to be real fucking beautiful back there, again, and even more so. Um, But uh, I'm hyped for that. I'm hyped for race season. Um, I got three races I'm definitely doing this year. Uh, Bone Frog. I'm, I'm gonna try to do the Bone Frog Trident, but that's gonna be a motherfucker because that would be the first race that I did this year. Is doing like a, a fucking like two races in one type shit. But I'm training my ass off, so I mean I should be as fucking ready as anybody. Um, I just gotta get my 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 legs ready. You know, I got to get my fucking running going, which I haven't run for shit because I hate running, but, uh, I gotta, I gotta get running so I could handle the length of it and hold up because through time, what's really bothered me in some of those races in the past is where my fucking, you know, um, get the cramps and, and like the fucking the tightness and like the tendons and shit in the legs. So, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get on all that cuz I've been doing lots of fucking physical training. It's just a matter of uh getting that side of things ready. Any good movies I've seen recently? Nope. I I just don't fucking watch movies, man. I um any that I'm looking forward to coming out? Um yeah, but I don't even know where like um Jurassic Park. I'm always up for Jurassic Park movies. Um there's like a movie where they got the superheroes or fucking uh they're they're animals. Like uh it's like a Pixar thing or something. I that's like I like animation, I like fucking uh like fun, funny animation, you know, that works for the whole fucking family shit. Like Zootopia was a fucking great movie. I wish they'd make another one of those. Um, like shit like that. because um, I could watch that with the family and everything. And I like comedies, but I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of shit for a while. And I, I still have shit on deck that I have to watch. Like, I really want to see the second Venom because I love the first Venom and I'm a big fan of like the Venom character overall. But I just haven't got to it. It's, again, like, um, Nina's off only Sundays like me and the only nights she's home is Wednesday and Friday. And then sometimes Mary Jane's working on those nights so or, or one of those nights. So it really knocks us down to do like Very minimal movie nights, the way it's lined up. So, and I got to be in the mood for it on whatever night we have. So, I still got to see that. You know, I was an enormous fan of fucking Borat. And I still never saw the second one. It's just like on the to-do list. Uh, I love the Bad Boys movies. I still haven't seen the new one. I fucking rented that shit from uh, Gamefly for so fucking long that I eventually just hit keep. And I still haven't fucking watched it. And I haven't had Gamefly in, like, fucking probably eight months. <laughs> like, I'm on some bullshit with movies. Like, I just plain don't watch fucking movies. I, that's, like, the, the easiest way that I could summarize my movie consumption is I don't really watch movies. Like, so rarely do I see shit coming out and be like, yo, I gotta see that. I, unless it's up the alley of some shit that I'm really into, like the Muppets or, um you know, gremlins, which Gremlins ain't you know, ain't been a, a movie thing to watch for a long time because they haven't made a fucking three, third one. But um you know, some shit that I'm really into that they could follow up on that I, I just don't I don't watch. Uh and most of the time we watch movies. We watch stuff that I've already seen already that, that the kids haven't. So I know we're gonna enjoy it and you know Yeah. I just Fucking crazy with movies that way. Um, Nick Age's mind, body, and health. Uh, him signing GCW contract. Yeah, we talked about the contract a little bit. And as far as mind, body, that's the thing is, they had this shit match, and um, he gets on the mic afterwards, and and that's the thing like with him being so fucking personal with his fucking fans and he wouldn't do it if it wasn't for them and it's all about you guys you're my guys why have we not been honest with your guys one fucking time and said hey since i've been out i got back on the shit like you went on the vice documentary and talked about all the shit you were doing and, the, and what led you to robbing a fucking bank but now when you've clearly been struggling with drugs throughout but you keep talking to the fans like they're your fucking friends and you would tell them anything and you'd do anything for them. You can't be honest with them one time. Not like you have to because when you're going through it, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and all that, some people like to keep it to themselves. But when you disappear and then you come back and say, I had to get my mind, body, and soul right. Well, if you're on the better side of it, what would be the harm with telling your fucking people, hey, guys, I'm fucking struggling with this. Not one fucking cameo. Not one fucking Instagram promo. Not one thing were you ever fucking honest with anybody. It's all gimmicky. I want to give a shout out to 2-6. Rest in peace, my brother, Justice Payne. Justice Payne is a character. Your brother's name is Chris. Like, I don't understand. Why is this so gimmick the fuck out? You're supposed to be so close and tight with your fucking fans and all this I understand, like, that's what he was known by in your wrestling, but, like, this is just weird. It's fucking strange. You're walking the streets of fucking Camden on a fucking cameo, but, you know, being straight up, but I like to murder-death-kill gang. Like, come on, man, with that shit. You got MLJ running around in a ski mask like everybody in the world can't kick his fucking ass up and down the street. That's what you got. You got these fucking nerds energized. You put a battery in the back of fucking retards, like fucking nerds, like straight up nerds, people that like if they were in the fucking ring when old Gage when old Gage's music hit, he would have tried to murder these motherfuckers in the ring. And he's putting fucking batteries in their back right now. He's energizing these motherfuckers. They think they're tough. MLJ is out there with the confidence to rap battle motherfuckers on pay-per-view. That's the type of shit that you got these fucking idiots doing. So he comes out there on the mic and he goes, sorry, I had to be away, but I had to get my mind right, and my body right, and my soul right. Yeah. And it's like, you're fat as fuck right now. First off, you didn't get your body right. And again, if you were recovering from whatever and you gained weight because of it, you're on the way to getting your body right. Absolutely, because if drugs were keeping weight off of you, and then you and then you're stopping that, and you're gaining weight, it is good that you're not leaving like strung out like that. Although again, look at the shit he was putting up two days prior. I I, I can't say that like dude's just doing great, but hoping that he would be, you know. Um, But as far as, like, getting my body right and my mind right, like, two days ago, you were drooling on the fucking, on the, on the cameo. Like, you were straight up drooling. Like, he, what are you talking about? And your soul, like, bro, I don't know if that works that fast. Like, you clean that shit up in two days? I don't know, man. Like, it takes too much, uh, pretending to me. I don't like playing make-believe. I'm a grown-ass man. I actually beat alcohol. Yeah, you know I mean, And I've been straight up about all this shit that I've I've been up to. A- anything I've been through or anything I I did, I'll tell motherfuckers flat out. This is what I did or this is what I I was doing. This is the shit that I was doing. I ain't proud of it. You know, because that's that's just I'm straight up. Like I I could tell motherfuckers straight up. And I think that takes a little bit more strength than just lying to people all the fucking time or keeping half of the truth away and then still expecting everybody else's money to to take care of you when you're not doing any steps to better your fucking life. All right, that's that's what I think about mind, body and soul and all of that bullshit. You know what I mean? But again, I will never stop hoping that he don't he gets his shit together. And I hope that's what we're on the way to saying. Um DZW apparently bringing back the ultra-violence. No, they're not. I mean, they'll do something, but they're not going to be taken seriously by the same crowd that already fucking turned their back and left. That remind me. I, I must have missed it in Sheen's things because I, I remember he wrote it. Um. What? Um. But uh, I don't know what he's telling me here. Um, Danny, where is it? Yeah, Danny not caring about Hammerstein. Hammerstein. Uh, Danny demano got on the mic while uh, they were doing the Hammerstein shit that weekend. He he got on the mic at a little shithole in Newark and screaming his ass off to the fans, going like. I don't need no TV deal. I don't need no this. I don't need it. And I damn sure don't need no Hammerstein fucking ballroom. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You could not be more jealous of what the fuck is going on for GCW that you're not a part of. Like, you were right fucking there, and you would be celebrating the fucking shit out of being in Hammerstein ballroom. Don't act like you're not into that type of thing. You would fucking love to be running your company in Hammerstein ballroom, not Newark, New Jersey outside in fucking January. (laughs) Like, no fucking way are are you, like, not envious of the situation. But he's trying to play to that crowd and say, like, you guys are more important than everybody in that building, and it's like, shut up. It's it's pathetic. But that's, you know, clowns do clown shit. That's, that's what you could expect out of that. Um. Oh, uh, I meant to mention this, too. Lowlife Louie's wife, uh, I got into it with her a little bit, um, because, and that's partially because, like, I started it because I'm a dick, but, um, Allie Cat, or Catch, or whatever the fuck, because I guess she's not a cat anymore, she's a catch, which, no, she's not. Um. She, uh, I know that's not what that meant, but it was funny enough. Um, she, uh, had like a promo for wrestling Ruby Riot, I think it was, right? Or Ruby Soho is her new name. Uh, and the promo was good. She was walking the streets and, and, uh, talking about her dreams and all this shit. And then, like, comes up on, like, the brick wall with, uh, Soho written on it. And, uh, you know, I mean, that was cool and all, but, like, I, Louie, I think, posted that, or, yeah, I think Louie posted that. And I just said something like, you know, if she spent half the amount of time as that promo took to make training, uh, you know, the working out, or, or I forget exactly how I put it, but, you know, something like working on her body, like she, like, they worked on that promo, you know that that would fucking she'd be a lot further ahead. And uh, she chimed in like, "I would rather uh, my my daughter look up to her." No, no disrespect. Which, first off, I, I, again, as I said on that post, if you're going to tell me that a woman's indie wrestler that's in horrible fucking shape that got dumped by MJF and broke her sobriety and started celebrating White Claws and now has a fucking belly but wears belly shirt shit all the fucking time. If you're going to tell me that girl is a better role model because she works for GCW and they're doing pay-per-views, is a better role model than a father of three who works six days a week with animals for the past almost 21 years is in better shape than her at 43 years old i mean i i could keep going on on what makes me me but someone as as a total package as far as Alley catch she ain't got shit on my life i, I don't know about like Putting me up against her as far as a role model because I wasn't going there with any of that. I'm just saying, like, you know, you're an entertainer. You're in the fucking ring. You're presenting yourself as a product, and you got this ridiculous-looking belly. Like, I don't understand. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why is your your craft not worth your fucking time to to train and and to put something into it so you can present a finished product? And then. You know, and I said like, well, you understand like, there's a great chance that she'd be on television right now if if what I just said was was something she cared about. If she worked on her fucking body and she was in great shape, what would stop her from being a big big member of uh, the AEW roster or being NXT or like, what what would stop that from happening? Because she's got enough a buzz on the indies on the indies in order for people to give her a shot. But it's like this whole body positivity bullshit where you just pretend fat people aren't fat anymore. And then I said, you know, and not for nothing, like it's not healthy. It's not more healthy to be fat. And then she said something like, well, I'm far from thin, but I'm healthy. No, you're not. No, you're not. Neither is your husband. And I love Louie. Louie's a great fucking dude. Absolute sweetheart. Great fucking guy. Nothing about him is healthy. Nothing fucking about him is healthy. You know? And 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 if you want to talk about health cuz you guys, you know, you're so close with the fucking tree months, neither one of those motherfuckers are even remotely close to healthy. They're actually the fucking poster children of fucking what not to do in life. Morbidly obese. Living in a fucking warehouse that stinks. You don't know anything about health. You guys didn't fucking, you know, weren't like wishing fucking uh, better better life decisions on Marcus Crane before he fucking died. That was just a brother you lost. He wasn't healthy either. Newsflash. Newsflash. Half the motherfuckers that you're you're hanging out with aren't fucking healthy. You've just deemed them good enough for you, and they're your friends, so hey, man, I wouldn't say they're not healthy. That's not nice. Fuck out of here. Not healthy. That doesn't mean you hate them. That just means you're not fucking healthy. So, I mean, call what you want to call it. You want to call yourself healthy while being, like, not in good shape. That's your call, but I'm not going to play that game with you. And I'm not, I'm not out here to, to try to get in fights with fucking people's wives and shit like that. But that's, that's what you're saying is an effect. And, and if what I was saying, as far as her needing to be in better shape, didn't create her better opportunities in her fucking career, I'd be fucking really shocked. I'd be really fucking shocked. If she got in better fucking shape and didn't suddenly get more opportunities, I'd be fucking amazed. Somehow that turns me into a hater, somehow it, turned, it turns me into a dickhead, because I'll call people out when they're in terrible shape and they're presenting themselves as a product on television, but, hey man, that, that'll that just be me. I'll be that. Uh, fuck else. Mm-mm. Where was I? Oh, XBW, did I see their roster for the April show? On paper, it sounds like a big show. No, I haven't. I'll have to uh, look into that and get back to it. Because uh, I really, yeah, I haven't seen anything about XBW. I heard their last show kind of flopped. And uh, just, just wasn't really good. Um, just seemed like kind of any old other show and... Nothing really special or anything that jumped off the page. Uh, I, I haven't heard a single, um, like, raving about, like, oh, you should see that match off XPW. I, I haven't seen a clip. I haven't seen a fucking anything. So, uh, they're keeping a really good secret if it was an amazing show. So, because no one has said that. So, I don't know. I don't know what their roster was. I know... They had, like, a big roster initially, and then a lot of people got threats like, hey, man, don't be working there, or we're not booking you, and shit like that, at least from what I heard. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, we'll, we'll see how it pans out, because a lot of guys pulled off that show the first time. So I don't know if this is the same case, or maybe they finally found enough people who will, you know, work for them and shit, and uh, maybe they put together a great show, I don't know. Um... I guess we'll see or somebody will see and hopefully tell me about it because I ain't seeing shit. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I don't think so. Right? I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know. I'll leave it at that though. Um, Like I said, Super Bowl. I got the Bengals. hoping on that you know there, there's going to be big changes in the NFL and uh, you know no no Aaron Rodgers in fucking Green Bay most likely no Russell Wilson in Seattle most likely um, you know Ben Roethlisberger's gone Tom Brady's potentially gone you know unless some some kind of miracle gets worked out in the uh, San Francisco favor I I tend to think that that is one of the one of the few ways that if he's going to come back cuz like less than a week after he announces retirement he was like yeah never, never never say never i don't know how i'm going to feel in a couple months like is mm. the the main fucking thing and he you know he really said like a thank you goodbye all of that to the Bucks organization so i feel like if anything He's going to test the waters with San Francisco and see if they'll bring him in for a one-year. Uh, that's just my guess and obvious biased uh, hopes. And I and I hope that we are able to work something out because, again, like money is needed for Boza. Money is definitely needed for Debo right away. And I think uh, letting Jimmy go elsewhere frees the money for that. But I don't know if it opens money for paying Debo Paying Boza and paying Tom fucking Brady, unless Brady goes, hey, man, I'll work for next to nothing because that's my childhood fucking team, and I just want to win one with them because I want to, you know, because I think 100% that would be a passion thing for him to to come and play with us. It wouldn't be like, I need all the money you can give me. I think it's just like a, you know, bucket list fucking, I'd like to go and bring a championship to San Francisco and i think he'd do it too cuz he he'd be playing with his every fucking bit of himself and i don't think it's beyond him to take like a pay cutter or a low low end deal to just to make it happen cuz he did it a million times in new england he he would consistently take lower pay in order for them to make the team around him good enough to compete when he went to the bucks he made them back the truck up but he earned that shit and the bucks he had no ties to the bucks you know so, he, he got his money there or whatever, but, you know, he earned that shit fucking, time and time again he earned that shit. So, yeah. um, I think that's all I got, though. Uh check out my man Jeremy over at, uh, I got you five stars. Uh, check out Shaheen, I think is Breaking the Apocalypse. This motherfucker's always different shows. Check out Shaheen, though, Nuclear the Heat Graphics. Uh, doing his thing there, um, I think that's why I fucking got, I, I do yeah, I'm just, just mumbling at this point, cause I'm trying to get to my outro, so, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later, peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. tired of rain. Makes the grass green will not complain about that That's all I gotta say I'm of here I love all of y'all and uh Shit You're all a bunch of fucking assholes You been in the gym bro You know why? DJ Hyde fuck you You don't have the guts to be what you wanna be You need people like me I'll listen to your, to your podcast, and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Well, what I make you? Good. Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you keep be blazing people. And I'm like, well, i got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. You Choose a Chick Radio. Jesus! So say night to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food,